What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? What's up, Shamari? We uh, we have a uh, a lot of interesting topics uh, this week uh, for Imperial Broadcast. We have um, some details on uh, the Ahsoka Ch- the Ahsoka Tano show coming to uh, Disney Plus. I mean, how crazy is it that we're, that we're talking about our, our an Ahsoka Tano show on Disney Plus? I mean, sometimes it's, it's like, what what's going on? What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's live action. <laughs> and it's live action. Yeah. Of all things. If you would have told me how we're getting an Ahsoka show, I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Another floaty. I wouldn't say whatever. but I <laughs> yeah, like, Maybe it's not whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, it would, it would have been excitement, but, I, you know, it would have been not a surprise. But if you just told me a year ago we're getting a live action Ahsoka Tano show, I don't know if I would have believed you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're that we're, we're there now, and we'll, we'll, we're getting some details, and I think it's uh, some stuff that I think will intrigue Shamari. Uh, so we'll get to that a all little right. later. Um we have uh, the official rollout of the High Republic is now complete. Um, all the details. Started. Oh yeah, <laughs> complete. <laughs> uh, yeah, we still have plenty of more the High Republic <laughs> uh, over the many months and years. But uh, it has now started Phase One, I believe they're calling it, of the High Republic. Yes, yes. Uh, it's underway, so we'll break that down. We watched the, uh, the panel, the, the virtual launch panel that they did um, on the Star Wars YouTube channel, StarWars.com. Mm-hmm. So we'll. We'll give our little breakdown of what we thought from uh, coming off of that panel. What we think about the initial initial returns from the High Republic, um, and we're also getting some interesting uh, details involving the games in Lucasfilm. Yeah, so we got a lot of very interesting stuff to talk about on this show. Uh, so of course we're very excited to jump right into it. Uh, so first we're going to start with the most, uh, I would say the most uh, important probably. At least in, in the immediate sense of what's going on in Star Wars. Most important topic being the High Republic. Uh, so the High Republic is kind of the big project, the next big Lucasfilm project uh, that's going on outside of Disney Plus and the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and all those. Um, so they're starting to they're trying to branch off into a whole new era, which we've talked about at at ad nauseum on this show. Uh, so it's pre Episode One. So it's before. Uh, the Phantom Menace. Yes, I believe it's about. Is it was a hundred years before, or a few hundred years before? Yeah, it wasn't. It was, it's not that much farther. It's not that much further. It's not. It's not, like it's not the old republic. It's not the old republic where it's a thousand years, yeah. thousands of years. Yeah. Um. So it's shortly after Yoda's alive. Yoda's yeah. in the Yoda's in, in, in the Jedi Order. Yeah. Um. I don't know. If he's, in his prime. he's still kind of old. Yeah, he's older. Yeah. But yeah. Exactly. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's there. Yeah. He is there, and um, I can't even imagine what's Yoda in his prime. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really even know what that looks like, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's what they're that's what they're doing. They had a whole panel on it, um, and they also dropped uh, some of the books. Yes. So they so Charles Soule's uh, Light of the Jedi. Yes. Dropped. Uh, and Justina Ireland's book A Test of Courage for young readers dropped. Um, so I know Light of the Jedi topped the New York Times bestseller list, apparently. Yeah, it seems like they're definitely trying to uh, position Light of the Jedi as kind of like almost like Aftermath was. Where that's, it's that's, like, uh, yeah, I think that's a very good comparison. It's like the kind of the, you know, when they were that's, introducing that sequel trilogy. Yeah. Uh, books, content, you know, yeah, book that series, sequel trilogy yeah. content. You know, that was kind of the story. This was the, there was one that, that, you, was that you should read. Yeah, like this is the one you kind of have to get and it'll tie in. To everything else, yeah. seems like Light of the Jedi is, is that for the High Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's that, that's being certainly being uh, picked up by a lot of Star Wars fans and readers out there because, like you said, the number one number one bestseller uh, with the New York Times, um, and we know Charles Soule is a uh, is an excellent writer. Um, you know, he gave a little he gave a little bit of a preview of uh, what you'll get from uh, the Light of the Jedi and what you'll get from the High Republic in general. And he seems to be in that panel. He seemed to be the one author that seemed to be not running everything. Because it was a collaborative effort, but he seemed to be the one whose tentacles were most, uh, you know, on everything. Right. You know, some of them kind of only did their own thing or right. was focused primarily on their own thing. Some of them were, were talking about their own property and looking to Charles Soule saying, oh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything or Charles is going to get mad at me type of thing. Right. You know, like as if he was like one of the overarching kind of people. So I think they've definitely given him a lot of responsibility over at Lucasfilm. Um, and Lucasfilm Publishing um, mm-hmm. to go out there and uh, and craft yeah. a lot of these stories. And I'm glad that they that they did that as well uh, because I want more creatives involved in the in kind of the keeping of the guard at, at Lucasfilm in terms of their stories. And I'm not going to rant on the story group again. I'm not going to jump on jump. Down. They've done some good things, like from Fall, Fall in Order, for example, where they took had a played a big seemed to play a big part in the storytelling of that game. I thought it worked out. Fabulous, right? But you know, in other things, didn't work out so well. I think with having people on board like Charles Soule, who created Star Wars content that was popular, that people liked and enjoyed, and that did well, um, and were innovative, I think having someone like him on board to manage the story would be a big asset. Um, now, uh, for before I get into what I've I've gone gotten through so far, that I have read the comic there was a comic also that came out yes got a comic series uh that's was released and started and the novel light of the jedi uh we can briefly talk about the panel and what they discuss yeah in the panel uh so uh they had charles soul um justina ireland claudia gray kevin scott um daniel jose alder yeah daniel jose alder and they had the editor uh, i forget his name um and I feel, I feel bad. <laughs> and uh, they had the, the uh, uh, lady that was hosting the panel. Right, the moderator. The moderator. And uh, it was, um, it was. I'd say it was really awesome hearing them talk about how they approached the series, their experience being at the Lucasfilm. Uh, Skywalker Ranch. The, the Skywalker Ranch. We gotta get to the Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, man. that's a, yeah, that's how. a destination. But, you know, they do tours. Yeah, it seems like it seems like a lot of people get there. I know yeah, the man. Rebel Force Radio. Uh, they've been there a, a bunch of times. Shout out to them, by the way. They're fantastic. Let's check their stuff out if you haven't checked them yeah. out. Um, but I know they've been there a bunch of times. And but yeah, that's got that's a destination. Galaxy's yeah. Edge, the Skywalker <laughs> Ranch. There's a few other ones. There's a few other ones. Star Tours. I've heard good things about as well. But. Um, uh, but yeah, so it was. It really was kind of a who's who of the the, the authors and creators in the Lu- in Lucasfilm Publishing who are creating, you know, good like wonderful content uh, for Lucasfilm, and just hearing them go over the general vibe. And one thing that I think they said that resonated with me, and that I'm definitely getting a getting of getting a feeling of, just in what I've read so far. They're really going for kind of this almost like Lancelot, like Knights of the Round Table kind of vibe for the Jedi Order, right? Everything is good. The Jedi are really are, in a sense, the protectors of the galaxy in this yes. kind of way. And um, 
you know, they kind of are going for that kind of, uh, definitely going for that visual aesthetic for sure with their, with their wardrobes. Um, whereas in the, in the regular Republic and in, and in the old Republic and, uh, in the, the prequels and the original trilogy where they went for more of a, uh, kind of an old wizardy kind of vibe or mystic, right. kind of like old, old kind of mystic kind of kind of scary a little bit to the regular people where the, the to the regular people they're just kind of just weird kind of wizards that have a weird, strange abilities um but here uh and they're they're generally trusted but also not trusted by a lot of people right here they're very much you know uh they're they are the protectors of the galaxy they work hand in hand with the republic um they're known far and wide and you know, there, I don't know, there's a sense of, there's a sort of, uh, there's a much more of a, a, it seems to be much more of an emphasis on decorum. Yes. It seems. Which is interesting. Uh, so I, I dig it. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Um, they, uh, they mentioned a few other things, but before I, I get into anything else, was there anything that particularly stood out to you, Kendall? Well, one of the things that stood out to me was... It definitely seemed like the High Republic. This is not a. Uh, this is not. This is not some short-term one-off venture. They have plotted. They have plotted and planned this out, and it seems like it's going to last for years. I mean, yeah. they they they've already said that it's going to be a. It's a three-stage event. It's a three-phase event. We're only in phase one. It seems like phase one is going to run for the next year or so, um, before we even get to phase two. Um, and so that's, so that, that's encouraging that, you know, you're going to have to buckle up before we get to the good stuff. And part of me wonders to get people invested in the higher Republic, do you need to, do you need to introduce like some other form of media, like a, a television series or a cartoon or a movie? Uh, long term. You know, or do you I think, think if the think books to, and stories are really good, then I mean, we didn't have any, or maybe a game even. You know, we didn't have any over public uh, movies or cartoons. Yeah, I was gonna say something similar. You know, I feel yeah. like I feel like if this if the if the content is good enough, then they can create they can generate the buzz needed um, to intrigue everyone else. Is that uh, the High Republic has everything you need? You got Jedi, you got interesting villains. You know, you got the whole. I mean, you got. You really have the most important aspects of it. Yes. Um, so, I mean, as long as the story is good enough, I mean, it's. I, I would compare it to almost like Thrawn, who never, who was never seen in anything outside yeah. of novels. And he's still until sensation. until very recently. Yeah. And people are still just kind of in awe whenever you hear his name yeah. in, mentioned in anything. Um, so I think they can they can develop that kind of buzz. And they can still be successful. I was actually going to say, I feel like they're trying to create their own uh, old republic, which yes. is that's what it, kind of what they what we had speculated on early on when we heard about this was right. that Disney Lucasfilm is trying to create their own old republic. How do you feel about that? You know, obviously you're not like you're not necessarily a fan that was like you know um, that that watched the original trilogy and then. You know, had to live with like the the Thrawn novels and right. things of that nature. 
you know, you're more of a prequel or prequel era fan. Right. But how do you feel about the fact that Lucasfilm or Disney rather, when they bought Lucasfilm, has decided we're going to now do the 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 sequel trilogy, which you know again wipes out the Heir to the Empire novels and things of that nature. Um, and everything they introduced with Mara Jade and Jason Solo and all that stuff. They wanted to recraft that. And now they're doing that with the Old Republic, it mm-hmm. seems, with the High Republic. Um, does that bother you in any way? Um, no, uh, because I don't see. I don't think the High Republic is wiping anything out, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, they're not doing away with really anything, which I think they probably wanted to, wanted to do. I think they wanted to make sure that this content wouldn't wouldn't negate anything else or decanonize anything else to piss any any more fans off. Right. Um, so they picked an era that was untouched. Yes. Uh, so it serves multiple purposes. Uh, but so no, uh, the High Republic doesn't really upset me at all. It's just it's an open era of Star Wars that hasn't been touched. So I'm curious to see what's in it. You know, I'm just yes. I'm open. It's an open book. I'm I'm in just an, an enthusiastic fan, excited to consume new content. Uh, so that's really how I'm approaching it. I wish they would have done Old Republic instead of this. Had they announced that, well, maybe not instead. I would say probably before they did this, because I'm more, much more excited for that. If they decide to jump into that again or recanonize that, um, but uh, but I am excited for this. I'm very excited for it. So no, I mean th- this doesn't really piss me off at all. I I. It really depends on how good or bad it is. I mean, that's really it. <laughs> right, right. Like the sequel trilogy, you know, mixed, mixed reviews, and that's why people now have a little, a little bit of a bad taste in what they've done. Exactly. The trilogy. Um, yeah. Uh, now, there are a few other things uh, that we learned in the panel. Uh, so, uh, first off, there's this big cataclysmic event they call the Great Disaster. The Great Disaster, yes. Uh, so, this is supposed to be a big event in the High Republic, uh, or during the time of the High Republic, uh, that you know, changed, uh, you know, how the galaxy was. Maybe that has something to do with the the reason the galaxy is the way it is now. I mean, right now they, they say that the Republic is supposed to be in this era of peace and, and unity and order. And, and they have this phrase even in the, in the novels and everything where it's like, we are all the Republic. Right. So, uh, you know, it's supposed to be this kind of golden era, basically, of the Jedi Order and of the Republic. And then this great disaster happens, and everything kind of goes sideways. So it makes you wonder if that's why things are the way they are during the prequel era. Right. Where there's a lot of, you know, disputes and tension, it, it would seem. And the Jedi aren't nearly, clearly don't seem to be nearly as uh, trusted or liked in the galaxy. Right. So it makes me wonder if maybe they're going to lead down that role and maybe, uh, you know, ha- show whatever disaster happened. And however the Jedi responded to that, maybe that has something to do with how they're seen. Um, Now, they mentioned that this disaster is going to occur in multiple different books and comics. So you're going to see it happen from multiple different perspectives. So from multiple different books, you'll see different Jedi and different people doing different things while this happens. So it'll be similar to how they did the jet, what they did with the Death Star's explosion uh, in the new canon, where they took the Death Star's explosion and you kind of saw how that, what effect that had to from multiple different sides, from the imperial side, 
from the Rebel side, from other people's sides, we saw the Death Star, and with Starkiller, you know, yeah. with with the Star Wars Resistance, we saw how it affected them, yeah, and you know all this other stuff. So, or I even think about Order sixty six. You know, your Order sixty six. That's easy. that's another one. That's yeah. that's a very easy one. You see it happening from all these different perspectives. Yeah, and you see how the galaxy changes. So. Um, that's one thing Star Wars has always done very well. Is those cataclysmic <laughs> yeah. events where it's like, "Oh my God, what, what?" <laughs> so yeah, that's this. That's very exciting to me. Yeah. The other, and this kind of goes a little bit back to my last question, but the other thing that I that I thought about was, you know, I asked about, you know, I have Republic taking place in other medium, in other mediums, and the thing that I think about is when we think about Disney Investor Day, we did get the announcement of the Acolyte. Which we did hear Kathleen Kennedy say was about a dark side force uh, taking shape at the end of the High Republic era. Mm. So it seems like the Acolyte, which we don't think is going to come out anytime soon, but we know it's coming out. Seems like the Acolyte is going to tie in probably with the end of the High Republic books, I would imagine. That's what it would seem like. Or at least the middle, at the very least. Like, it's not, obviously, it's not coming out now. Um, but, you know, I'd imagine it's not coming out until around 2023, at the earliest. And I would imagine. Yeah. And so if it's not coming out until 2023, then at that point, that's when, I mean, you know, we'll probably know what the great disaster is by then and all that <laughs> stuff. Right. But we'll be getting towards the, the tail end of the High Republic novels, and then we'll get this, this show. Um,. Which that'll be Leslie Headland um, producing that one, but it'll be uh, that that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. Um, what I did do with what I did would think was interesting was that um, you know obviously we don't have really a dark side villain at this point, um, you know, but we do have these uh, these Vikings, the Nile, these yeah. pirates, yes. these Vikings, whatever you want to consider them. Um, and that's, I know that's been a little bit of a concern for you, Shamari, is that you have this universe, like you mentioned, it's the golden era of the Jedi. Well, if it's the golden era of the Jedi, then what's the story? Yes. You know, who are the villains? Because there's been no war. It's like, I mean, it's like tracking, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to tell a movie about World War Two, um, or World War One, but it's not easy to tell a movie about, like... You know, all the wars the United States was in from 2010 and 2020, in the 2010s. Like, there's not much of a war, right. you know, <laughs> happening. Right. Not at the scale of World War II. So that's the, that's the, um, that's the, that's the, the, the dilemma that I think the High Republic has to figure out. And that's why this great disaster situation is interesting. Because it seems like at the beginning of the High Republic books, it will be everything is fine. But something's going to turn, and that's when the story, I think, will really pick up. I mean, the the Great Disaster is supposed to happen... I know they show the Great Disaster in... Light of the Jedi. Light of the Jedi. Right. Uh, which is interesting. And the comic seems to take place after the Great Disaster. Right. At least that's just be using context clues. That seems to be what I've determined uh, based on what I'm reading. Um, so they seem to be going right into the Great Disaster. Like, this is what happens. Seems like they're just telling everybody this is what the Great Disaster is. And then most of the High Republic content is going to take place after that. And the Nile, I don't know. I it, My Light of the Jedi review is going to be very interesting. Because a lot of it, I'm sure, is probably going to be about the Nile. I would right. imagine. The Jedi are cool. 
you know, not to get, I'm not going to get into spoilers or, or anything regarding what I've read so far. The Jedi are cool, um, but I got to see them do something, right? I mean, right now it's a lot of, a lot of, okay, this is this character. This is this character. This is this character. It's a lot of names and descriptions, and, you know, you don't really know what to make of it so far because they haven't done anything. So, I mean, I haven't gotten that far in the book, so I'm sure more will happen, but uh, a lot of interesting technology, too, which I'll get into as well. But I'm more, I'm, I'm much more interested to see what the Nile is. Like, who, who are they? Right. right. What are their motivations? I feel like they can be, um, uh, they can be kind of like a mix between the Knights of Ren and like an Enfys Ness kind of vibe, <laughs> you know? I mean, ideally, that's ideally that's what you would hope to get from the Nile. That's the ideal situation, based on the description right. that we got in the panel, based on the character designs that we've seen. That's Ness. the ideal is a is like a morph between it's like an anamorph between Enfys Ness and the Knights of Ren. Sounds like a Power Rangers film. <laughs> that's what they look like. Enfys I mean, I, I mean, I'm not not necessarily necessarily saying that they have to be Enfys Ness, but I'm just right. saying like that's. What, yeah, that's that's the vibe. That's the vibe. Even when and, they were first introduced. And to me, that I, I feel like that's the best case scenario. I mean, if yeah. they, I mean, unless they can use the force, yeah, which they haven't hinted that they could. Maybe they can. Who's to say they can't? All right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's really that. That's really where I think I feel like I feel like if they caused this great disaster, then that would be the best. Um, you know, I think that would be a good twist probably a twist a lot of people would see coming but i think that would be a good twist anyway just to kind of just to give them some te real teeth you know to kind of be like oh, okay yes this is this group is destroying the galaxy uh for their own benefit or for no reason at all we don't know and they need to be stopped and the jedi are the only ones who can stop them yeah yeah i'm trying yeah denial what i like about denial is that when you hear, I hope they lean on the space Vikings part of it more than the space pirate part of it. A couple of times they mentioned pirates. Yeah, a couple of times like, when they said pirate, I was like, uh, Kendall, you saw me when they said pirate. I was like, I don't. Uh, Hondo, they need to get away. The pirates, pirates are fine for Clone Wars. Pirates <laughs> right. are fine for Rebels. The Mandalorian. Pirates are fine for the Mandalorian. <laughs> for the main story villain, right? The big bad. The big bad pirates are not fine. We need more than just you know. More than just, I'm going to steal this shipment. Right. Or I'm going to steal this thing so I can sell it on the black market. We need right. more than that. They need to have bigger ambitions than that. Or they need to just be way more powerful. Like, way more powerful than any pirate gang. You know? Yeah. So, I need more than just, you know, I'm going to pillage. They need to be, like, savages or something. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't know if Disney's going to do. But they, they they need to be, you know, out of control. If you're gonna say they're pirates, yeah, you know, that's why I kind of hope they have some kind of, you know, when they say pirates, uh, you know, and I don't know if this word is gonna you know, freak anybody out. But I was hoping it would be lean more towards like a, almost like a d t terrorist kind of vibe, right? Where they're like they're causing mass just destruction, right, in the galaxy. That's why I like the Viking term better. Cause that's not something we've seen yet. Right, I agree. You know, I feel like the Vikings were a little more barbaric than your typical exactly. Yes, I pirate. Agree. Yeah, your oh. pirate. You just kind of like you know, swashbuckling, yeah. you know, trying to get over, <laughs> trying to put one over on them. I, I don't know. Um, 
So yeah, I, that that part of that 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 part of the panel was interesting because again, so one one of the times they mentioned Viking, and I was like, all right, this is interesting. Space yeah, Viking, know, Viking, you know, okay, they have some kind of code, you know, they got right, they got some kind of like, I don't know, a right. way of life, not something we've seen yet in Star Wars. Right. The the space pirate thing is something we've seen in Star Wars and almost every medium. So that that that's the that's the overall concern. But yeah, yeah, this seems like it's gonna be a long venture and they have a lot of properties laid out. Um mm-hmm. do, you, do you remember that graphic they showed during the panel that was odd? That weird timeline graphic where they, yes. they where they laid out the uh they laid out the three um era of the Star Wars, really now it's more than three eras. Now it's like what, four or five, I believe. Yep. Um and it was weird because like the pictures didn't line up with how the the actual universe should be laid out. Um yep. you know, they started you off with the High Republic, all the way on the left, and that made sense because obviously yeah, the High Republic's the earliest at the earliest point, and then they went to the uh the prequels. Um yeah. Which also made sense. And then what did they introduce after the prequels? What did they consider that? The uh, era of the uh, Empire? Reign of the Empire, they, they called it? Yeah. I mean, they, they introduced it in the comic as well. Yeah. Uh, so they have it as the front page of, or not the front page, but one of the front pages uh, of the comic book. So they start out with the, the, the High Republic, yeah. which is all the way in the beginning. And then they have, which hopefully not for much longer, hopefully they go to Old Republic. <laughs> but... Then they have the fall of the Jedi, yes, which is everything prequel related. Um, so Clone Wars and then the prequel movies, and then they have uh, the reign of the Empire, yes, which I, you know, I don't really know. I don't know why they separated that from the rebellion. I feel like they 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 right just, overlap. I feel like they overlap. They might just throw them all together. But they have the reign of the Empire being the Bad Batch, and then Solo. Um, the Bad Batch and Solo, which. I could see this. I could see Solo being that before, you know, being being after Revenge of the Sith, but before like Rogue One, for example. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could see that, and the Bad Batch we don't know, but Bad right. Batch is clearly after Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. probably before <laughs> the rest of them. That's what they're talking about. Right, and then they have Rebels. So after that, they have the Age of Rebellion, right? Uh, where they have Rebels. Rogue One, and then the original trilogy. That was the weird part. Because Rebels, I thought, was before uh, Solo. That was the weird part. Because Solo, there's no mention of a rebellion in Solo. But how old is Han Solo? He looks like he's like... Yeah, at least just, 22? Just, yeah, it could just be casting. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. all the Iron Rights got to be like 25, 26. <laughs> if we're saying we're giving him six years, he's 20. I mean, yeah, Princess I mean, Leia in Rebels is like, what, 13? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she, or, uh, well, I don't know if she's 13. Is she the same age as uh, Ezra? Is she the same age as Ezra? She looked like a little, maybe a little bit older, maybe a tiny bit. And if we're talking about young Ezra, right? Yeah, I was, was young. Yeah, that was young. That was, that was season two Ezra. Yeah, season two Ezra. <laughs> I mean, we're being generous. I'd say, like, maybe 15, 16, maybe. <laughs> being generous, man. 15, 16, I'm going, yeah, 17. I'm going no older than 15. Even then. <laughs> I mean, all right. If you're telling me that, best case scenario, Alden Ironic is 20 in Solo, 
and Leia is fifteen, I give you that. Then I'm like, all right, but that's that's like so that's, so, that's so, giving them so way too so much. So you're gonna take issue with the Han Solo Leia relationship? I'm not necessarily taking issue if, if with he's it. Like, if he's like thirty, I, yeah, I know people. There was a big controversy <laughs> with Zendaya and uh, JD Washington and that new movie. People talking about oh, JD Washington's like thirty something and. Zendaya is only only twenty four or whatever how old she is. That, that was like a, that was a big controversy. They have a twelve year age gap. <laughs> but, I don't know why that's a controversy. So and yeah, I'm not even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not the conversation I was getting to with Solo. But it, it just seems like there there was less of an age gap between Leia and Han in the original trilogy. It seemed like that was what was being conveyed. I didn't assume that there was a a ten year age gap. I could be wrong, but that's not what I assumed. Okay. Yeah. You know, and maybe there is. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Like, how old is Han Solo in Solo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the question. Um, I feel like that was probably in a lot of people's minds when they saw Rebels. Yeah, they're like, "Wow, Leia looks really young." <laughs> you know, I didn't know she was that young. You know, in the beginning of of Episode Four. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And and then when yeah, like you said, and then at the end of Rogue One, they show her in in the this in CG. Yeah. And at that point, we assume that that's after Rebels. Yeah, but then did, did, did they end Rebels with Rogue One or did yeah, Rebels? Yeah, the, the the before the time jump at the end, it was like Rogue One. Yeah, yeah it's about Scarif, right? I think so. Yeah, um, I think it was. Uh, you know, which I know there was a little time jump there, so maybe maybe that kind of, you know, because they had that little time jump. But then, yeah, like you said, you know, how old is Han? You know. <laughs> right. He looks a little older, honestly, in episode four. He doesn't look like he's like, you know, twenty two twenty three. Yeah. He looks like he's like probably like closer to thirty, pushing thirty maybe. Right, which more. makes sense. Given solo, like you talk solo and you're like, Yeah, this makes sense. Age. Um Yeah, I mean I guess I could buy it. I guess I could buy it. I think we're just supposed to assume there's a there's a decent age gap between Han and Luke. and Luke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, they're twins, Luke and Luke. Yeah, Luke and Leia. Luke is young. Yeah. Luke's definitely Luke, young. Luke was like, what is he, 17, 18? Yeah, he they were, like, call, he they were like, calling him the kid. Yeah, yeah. So Han Solo's calling him a kid. Yeah. And Leia's his twin. <laughs> yeah. Different so, yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, different, different times, man. <laughs> you know, different, different values. <laughs> but, all right. So, yeah, what's your, uh, you can yeah, finish the, sentiment. Well, I was going to say, you can finish the timeline if you want. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, quick. yeah. So well, for the listeners that haven't seen it, yeah. So they have the age of Re- so they have the reign of the empire, uh, which is the Bad Batch and Solo. Then after that, they have Age of Rebellion, which again I don't know why they separate that. I, just, I feel like it's just it's all one thing. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap there, but, but I get it. There was fine, a time in between. They want to be in between. Yeah, it's like I mean, how much is it going to fall under that? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Bad know. Batch will that will that overlap with Rebels at some point? Yeah, I'm wondering where Andor is here. Where's Andor falling to this? <laughs> so I don't know. It's, yeah. it's all weird. Um, so that Age of Rebel is Age of Rebellion, which is Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, Rogue One, a solo, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Then after that, they have the New Republic, uh, which they just have the Mandalorian for now. Ahsoka, I'm sure, will be added to that, and uh, Rangers, of the, Rangers of the New Republic will be added to that. Uh, and then after that, they have Rise of the First Order, uh, which they have as Star Wars Resistance, and then the sequel trilogy, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. And I'll tell you what, Jedi. I don't know if we're getting anything in that era for a long time. I don't think so either. Uh, at least not for the Rise of the First Order, because people don't like the First Order. <laughs> yeah. Or at least not the not the uh, 
you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that in general. There are sequel trilogy fans out there, obviously, but yeah. like, you know, a lot of people don't like how the sequel trilogy um, went, how yeah. it ended, and I mean the numbers, the Rotten Tomato numbers aren't great on Rise of Skywalker. You know, that was the yeah. that was the climate. Is what it is. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I think we know that the Acolyte will take place in the High Republic. Um, like you mentioned, Ahsoka Ranger is going to take place in that uh, Age of the New Republic. Are there any other shows that you think uh, fit in any of those timelines that we know that are coming? Um, um, Lando seems like that'll probably take place around Solo. Yeah, that's what it would seem like. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I- yeah, I mean, I know we have those few shows. We have Andor. Andor. Um, yeah. Is there another mm-hmm. one? Uh, I mean, of course, they have that Visions, but that's more the anime. Yeah, and then we have, like, the movie uh, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, and Rogue Squadron, which that that will be uh, Rise of Rebellion. Yeah, Rise of Rebellion. Right. So, yeah, I mean, they, they're definitely... They, what's or good is that they're trying to touch... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they definitely seem to be touching different uh, areas of the Star Wars universe. It's just odd that they've they've introduced this whole Force or- First Order thing, and it's funny. I read a critique or I watched a critique of this of the sequel trilogy um, recently, and it, it it talked about how there was no world building um, in that sequel trilogy, and you know you can mm-hmm. see it because yeah. they they took all this time to to do, they had three movies, and they don't want to go back to it at all. No, there was, like, there was nothing else that was happening during the sequel trilogy that was significant outside of what was happening on the screen. And that's not the case with any of the other times in Star Wars so far that we've seen. Every other, every every single one of those other uh, eras, yep. you know, we have other stories that you could tell. And maybe yep. there are other sequel trilogy stories that, they, that you could tell, but they're not, they're, they're not interested in going there. Yeah. Because they didn't leave a great canvas for them to work on. Yeah. So, I, I mean... Not to get into a sequel trilogy rant, but that, that I thought that was uh, uh, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate. I mean, they left. Um, you know, there was a lot. There was a lot of potential, uh, loads of potential. Um, but yeah, a lot of it was just kind of left looking the same as uh, you know, looking the same as the original trilogy. Did and, you want uh, to? Um did you want to uh, go into uh, overall, you know, obviously you read the High Republic book. Um, you read Light of, Light of the Jedi. What, what, were, what were some of your, non-spoiler, of course, uh, quick, what, are your, what were some of your takeaways from that and the, uh, the comic that came out as well? Um, so so uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Scott is writing the comic. And Charles Soule is doing Light of the Jedi, which is the only thing I've read so far. I'm going to finish that, and then I'm going to go into Justina Ireland's book, which is shorter, so that should be much easier to get through. Um, so far, I'm digging what they're doing. Uh, they're doing more. Um, they're doing a lot with this. Um, uh, I'm not, again, I'm not, of course, I'm not going to spoilers. And they talked about this in the panel as well. They're doing a lot with this Starlight Beacon, right. this, this kind of big thing they're constructing to kind of help. Uh, help be almost like a center, not a centerpiece, but kind of a thing to connect the galaxy, make the galaxy more connected. I think it's supposed to be kind of like a beacon connecting some of the outer rim, kind of some of the places that seem like the more forgotten 
kind of worlds, but to give them a, a beacon out in in the kind of the far reaches of space. Um, that's what it seems. That's the vibe that I'm I'm getting so far. At least I haven't gotten very far into it. Um, but uh, it, I'm like I'm liking what I've read so far. I like the comic so far. First issue I read, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think I think the I'm really digging the characters in the comic so far. I, I like it a lot. I like the designs a lot. I think it's really I think they did a really good job uh, with the character designs. Um, and uh, I'm liking the the novel a lot as well. One of the one of the complaints I've seen, which I. I mean, I guess I kind of agree with, though I haven't gotten that, that far into it yet. I've seen a couple of people talk about how there's like a million different Jedi and a million different characters, names, and you don't know anything about them, but they're just throwing them all at you. Right. It's like, oh, Avar Chris and this one and that one and Suka Moon and, you know, whatever other name. And it's just like, who is this person? Like, what? It is a lot. You know, right. it's, it's a lot. They're throwing a lot of characters at you. And it's just kind of like, okay, I need to like take a whole like, half hour or so and just wikipedia all these people just to see yeah exactly. okay get who is who and it's a little harder when they're all introduced by book form I, w- I would definitely argue that as well they're all introduced by book and they're all introduced kind of in one book i mean at least in a lot of the jedi for me it's a lot of new characters being introduced in one book it's like wow you know uh so uh so i think you know that may be a thing maybe it won't be but i like what i've seen so far non-spoiler um so uh with that being said we do have some other topics to get to today so uh jumping into the next one uh lucasfilm dropped some new news with regards to video games uh so they are starting a new uh a whole new branch i don't i don't know what you call it a whole new whole new section of lucasfilm where well they were just renaming are they renaming their their uh their kind of gaming yeah gaming uh yeah so i guess almost a a kind of a rebranding maybe Um, where they're calling their gaming department or the people that run their video games Lucasfilm Games. Yes. Uh, of course, you had a lot of old people. Not old people, but... Uh, <laughs> wow. All these old fogies out here. Yeah, these older Star Wars fans <laughs> who were upset that it's not LucasArts. Just go back to the LucasArts days. I'm not upset. <laughs> there are people that are I was, upset. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, so this is going to be kind of like LucasArts, huh? People are like, just call it LucasArts. No, what? <laughs> will, will George Lucas allow them to do that, first of all? Yeah. yeah. I mean, was that was that his? I don't know. But, I don't, so I don't know what, I don't, I don't know the corporate thing behind LucasArts. I mean, LucasArts look, I'll be honest, Lucasfilm Games is a better name for a gaming company than LucasArts. I agree with that, too. I mean, LucasArts <laughs> is a little, uh, you know, it seems a little too all-encompassing. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? Are we like, talking what is this? Is you guys, this... Are you selling music or are you selling are art? Is he like art supplies? Yes. Yeah. Kind of like a craftsy kind of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lucasfilm Games, straight to the point, obvious. And we know everything that, uh, like, also Lucas is like, what does that mean? Like, Lucas Arts? Like, it made sense when it was all George Lucas and stuff, but now, like, it's got to be Lucasfilm. Right, you know, Lucasfilm is the property that they have. It's not George Lucas. Right, I, uh, I completely agree. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I like the name. Um, the big takeaway that we got from uh, this announcement, well, one, we got the official announcement of an Ubisoft game. Yes, and we'll talk about that really quick. But overall, that announcement plus this Lucasfilm games announcement uh, made it clear that we're no longer in the era of exclusivity. For electronic arts, yeah, 
Yes, which you know the internet seems to be rejoicing. Yeah, if only yeah. the NFL could uh, could take a, a lesson. <laughs> we'll talk about that on another podcast. We'll talk about that on another podcast. Sports for sure. talk. <laughs> yeah, check out sports talk. But um, but yeah, it's, so that's very exciting. Obviously, I mean, I haven't hated everything EA has done. I like Fallen Order a lot. Obviously, yeah. I hope they continue with Fallen Order. EA said they have plenty of games planned out. The yeah. rumor is that Battlefront, Battlefront Three is coming out. Yeah, apparently we're going to be getting more announcements later this year. We know uh, that there's going to be a Fallen Order two, certainly. So it's not like and no one, no one's afraid of EA. I, I, I just want competition. I want competition. Competition breeds uh, the best for consumers at all times. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Yeah. yeah, nothing wrong with letting other other gaming companies, you know, take, 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 take a Star. shot at Star Wars. And this Ubisoft game is going to be an open world adventure game. Uh, so I can't wait. An open world Star Wars game. Open world, an open world Star it's Wars. It's not game. a Lego game. It's not Lego. <laughs> it's an actual open world, serious, rated M for mature. Not just kidding. Yeah, I was saying, wow. <laughs> I, was, I, I don't know about that decision. Uh, rated M. <laughs> chopping off people's heads. I mean, I've never seen yeah. Star Wars in that light. As someone that that you know plays rated M games and enjoys it, I I don't think that would be a good decision. I wouldn't want a rated M Star Wars game. What am I doing? Ch- lopping off people's heads? Yeah, with lightsaber. With my lightsaber? I don't know if I want. Do I want to do that? I don't think I want to do that. Blaster headshots. They're taking people's heads off. <laughs> yeah, that's completely unnecessary. I wouldn't want a rated M Star Wars game. But but this is going to be a serious, like, open world adventure Star Wars game. I mean, yeah. that's... I mean, that is... Uh, I mean, when's the last time we had that? I mean, uh, I mean, the Old Republic was, an, was kind of an MMO. Right. Yeah. So that's like, that's you know different. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but you know you could go around. You can go to wherever right. you need to go. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. the Force Unleashed games weren't open world, right? Uh, I think I think those are pretty linear. Right. I believe where you had to go from place to place, and <laughs> right. complete whatever mission. mission they had you do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. Mm. And, and Fallen Order was 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 open world. I was, yeah, for the most part, it was open world. So, um, but yeah, this is this is just you know, this is very fantastic news. So Lucasfilm again with, uh, you know, something to to expand the, you know, kind of just <laughs> just with more positive news in the Star Wars universe. We're getting a new era of Star Wars. We're getting the High Republic, new books, new comics. Uh, we got uh, Lucasfilm games. Uh, so we're getting. We're getting new gaming content from other companies, uh, which I think is just, I think that just makes the most sense in the world. I mean, on, on another angle, you have a next-gen console that released that just happened. Yes. So we're going to be getting new Star Wars games from all kinds of different companies for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. I mean, how amazing are these games going to look? How amazing is this Ubisoft game going to look? Yeah. I mean, that's something that, you know, I haven't even really thought about yet. Um, I mean, especially with how incredible Battlefront looked. Both Battlefronts. I'm still in awe at how amazing they looked. How much you feel like you're in Star Wars. Yeah. It's incredible. Completely incredible. So, yeah, this is all this is all very, very good news. And I can't wait to to for us to learn more about these games. Probably later on this year, I would imagine E3 or um, yeah, E3 will probably get a, a, a an announcement trailer. Yeah, probably get. Is. Yeah, we'll probably trailer, get some kind of announcement. Maybe a teaser. Yeah, maybe a teaser, maybe a title or something. Um, 
All right, so we got some more news. So, Kendall, I know you had mentioned uh, we got some Ahsoka details. Uh, so I know you can you can give us a scoop on that. All right. So obviously, you know we we got the news um, at uh, Disney Investor Day. I like to call it Disney Fandom. Iger Khan. Uh, <laughs> about this uh, this new Ahsoka Tana show. So I'm going to run down real quick. Guess we're in trans- Crestle Run Transmissions did a uh, did a stream where they just they revealed all the all the things that they know about the Ahsoka show earlier this week. Shout out to them. These are their scoops. Um, and this is what they said. They said that uh, the Rebel sequel is the Ahsoka series. Um, they said Sabine Wren. From obviously from Star Wars Rebels will be a will be a recurring character in this show, um, and that there wasn't they said that there was an animated Rebel sequel in production, but that because of the success of the Mandalorian season one, they decided to change the course. Um, they said the series was very far into production, um, and they said that they don't want to abandon the animated Ahsoka story, uh, and that Filoni apparently wants the animated Ahsoka to be done. Uh, to be, they want that to finish her story animated. Um, that they could go back to that, um, but they're not sure. Uh, they're not sure, one hundred percent, if that's what's going to happen. Um, they said that the plot of Ahsoka is about the search for Ezra and Thrawn, um, and they have no word on threat on on Zeb. Uh, and they said that uh, the story of the Mandalorian. Will extend into at least the mid to twenty twenties, and that talks are taking place about even having a, a, a feature film. Uh, and they said that Ahsoka is more of a rebels, quote unquote, successor story than a rebel sequel. Hmm. So that's, um, that's all very interesting. And they they said that uh, Rex, Tamora Morrison is Rex is is uh they may have already. Uh, screen tested him as Rex for this show. Which it would make sense. They've already done him as Boba Fett. Yeah, and it, you don't have to. You don't have to bring in anybody else new. Like you already have the contract. You, know, you put that in the original contract. Like yeah, we want you. You know, it's like putting a three movie deal. Right. You know, exactly. we want you to also play <laughs> Captain Rex. It's very easy. Was Rex in that IMDb thing, or was it just Boba Fett? Oh no, it was just Boba. Fett. <laughs> okay, was, like uh, the agency. <laughs> Yeah, the agency, the agency website, agency site. Tamora Morrison is going to be Boba Fett, Mandalorian. <laughs> like, wow, no one announced that. Oh boy, talk we about didn't even know he was in it. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is uh, so that's a that's a lot of news. So they said that Sabine is a is a regular character. Well, yeah, recurring. Re- or well, a, yeah, recurring character. Means multiple episodes. Multiple episodes. Probably Sabine or, will be probably in the show. like Bo Katan was in. Mandalorian season two, or um, like Gina Carano's Cara Dune character. Um, that's what I would. That's what I would interpret that as. Hmm. Um, the plot of Ahsoka being about finding Ezra and Thrawn seems likely. Um, I, you know, I, I wonder is it going to be Mandalorian style where like. You know, that's the overall plot. Just like the plot of The Mandalorian, obviously, spoilers, and I'm assuming if you're listening to this conversation, you've probably seen The Mandalorian. Spoilers for Mandalorian. Yeah, it's all this is a spoiler. <laughs> Everything <laughs> we're talking about is a spoiler <laughs> to The Mandalorian. Um, but I would imagine uh, if, you know, 
like the plot of the Mandalorian is finding the Jedi for to give to baby give baby Yoda to the Jedi. Um like but that's not what every episode is about. Like every, that's the overall goal but that but the, he ends up getting into some other nonsense because of that. Uh like it this could be similar where the the goal is the the, the plot is we got to find Ezra and we got to find Grand Admiral Thrawn, which is what we saw in that backdoor pilot uh in episode 5 of the Mandalorian. But but in that quest, Ahsoka gets into other business like we've seen in, in this as well. Like we saw in The Mandalorian, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she has to fight this magistrate, and she gets to, she runs into this Grogu character, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we get that, those types of stories in her show as well. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I would expect that, honestly. Um, you know, I expect it to have a Mandalorian feel, not necessarily villain of the week kind of thing, but, you know... I mean, possibly. We're probably. I, I would say I'm almost certain we're going to have those kinds of episodes um, in this series. Uh, now, what what's more interesting to me about the news you the news from Kessel Run transmissions is that there's is that there's some tension. It seems between Filoni. Well, I, they didn't say tension. I'm not going to put words in their in their mouths, but that there's some kind of you know conflict between, yeah. between what Filoni wants and what uh, Lucasfilm wants to do with Ahsoka. Now, I don't mind. I mean, it's just me as a fan consuming content. I don't care how they finish Ahsoka's story. <laughs> whether it's, whether, you know, we're getting an Ahsoka live action show and Filoni would rather be animated. I'm willing to just let Filoni die on that hill. I mean, look, Filoni, you gotta give me a live action Ahsoka. Do it. You did a good job in Mandalorian season yeah. two. Just do it in live action. Do the best you can, and I'm right. sure it'll. I'm sure it'll be okay. So I think that Lucas Disney Rome, seems to have the budget. They're willing to throw the budget at at Ahsoka enough to where it'll look decent. Right. Yeah, I feel like Lucasfilm thinks that there's more appeal to a live action series, more more wide ranging appeal. They can make. I think more there is more live the action in the long run. Like, I don't think they're wrong about the Clone Wars <laughs> Seven was was. I would still argue. The best thing we got in Star Wars in 2020. I agree. And arguably the best thing Disney has done with Star Wars was that last season, was that last four episodes of the Clone Wars. I agree. Yeah. But how many people agree. have seen it in regard in in, in in comparison to the Mandalorian? That's, That's fair. You know, like how much how much money has that has that Clone Wars special made Disney as opposed to how much the money that the amount of money the Mandalorian has made. So that's what they're looking at. They're looking at, you know, it's not a movie, so we're not getting box office, but we're not also not getting any subscribers from doing another Ahsoka series, another animated Ahsoka series. Do a live action, bring in Rosario Dawson fans, bring in people that have seen The Mandalorian. Now, and if you told, if, you, if you're telling, if you know Dave Filoni, like, you know it's going to be almost just as good. Maybe it won't be as good, but it'll be... You know, it, it, you know, like if the man, if if that Clone Wars was a ten out of ten, like the Mandalorian season two is a nine out of ten. And if you told me I can get a nine out of ten Ahsoka, but it's gonna make me like way more money, then I rather you get the nine out of ten Ahsoka. Uh, Filoni as a creative is like, but well, I could do maybe even a little bit more if <laughs> let me do it animated. That's that's the uh, that's where I think a lot of the disconnect comes. Um, they he, apparently they also said that Hayden Christensen they speculate might be in it. As a Force Ghost or whatnot, or flashbacks or something, something along those lines. Um, that would be, uh, uh, that would be, 
I'm not going to say that would eclipse the Luke moment in The Mandalorian. I won't necessarily say that. Right. But I think that would be just as big, personally. I just, I really do. If it's done well, if it's written well, it's done well, it's done just just perfect, just like like that Luke moment, just perfect. I think it would be just as big. I, I, I 1,000%. It's like anyone can fight me on that. It, that would it, be just it, as big. It has to. It has to. The Luke thing was so like. The, the Luke thing was was done. Well, first of all, it was, again, it was complete surprise. There was no. There was no. There's no hint. I mean, there was a hint, but there was no. There was no reveal that Luke was going to be in it prior to it happening. Um, mm-hmm. And because there was so much action involved, like I can't imagine. Like if he's a Force Ghost, like. What can what can he even do? But Kendall, the interaction <laughs> between Anakin and Ahsoka, a Force Ghost. Yeah. An- wait, wait. First of all, well, no, yeah, a Force Ghost Anakin. The interaction, Kendall. Yeah. Between Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah, because it's after Episode Six. Yeah. You know how many tears are gonna be shed of people watching that? People that watch Clone Wars, the whole series. And oh my God, Kendall! After that Vader interaction, yeah. in, in season two of Rebels. Yeah. Oh my God! Imagine if they referenced that. If they referenced, oh my God, Kendall, I'm telling you, it's over. That's just as big of a moment, just as big. I just mean, it, big. it reminds me of when we and thought, after Clone Wars, after the end of Clone Wars season seven. Yeah, he sees the lightsaber. He sees the lightsaber, and he's just Kendall. That's just as big. <laughs> that's just as big. I will fight anybody on that. Yeah, I will fight anybody. Yeah, that's just as big. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's not big. I can see that. Honestly, yeah, I can see that. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, I mean, look, Hayden, and Hayden is it's similar to the Tomorrow and Morrison that we mentioned that, like, you know, I mean, he's already doing Obi Wan, right. you know, and if he's a Force Ghost, like, that's not anything that they don't, they could film that now, you know, or they could film that while they're filming Obi Wan, right? And then, uh, which is still crazy to me that they confirm that he's back. Like for years, we thought that that was like uh, that was a, that was a pipe dream. Like, yeah, we thought right. even getting Obi even getting Obi Wan was like. A pipe dream, but for years we had heard, "Oh, Hayden Christensen's going to be in episode eight. He's going to be in episode nine. He'll yep. end up, he'll reports he'll be in this Obi Wan thing." We didn't believe any of it, and right. then to now hear out of Kathleen Kennedy's mouth that Hayden Christensen's coming back, I I mean I still still I still can't believe it. But um, they also had mentioned that uh that it seems like they they think that there is also going to be a Thrawn and Ezra spinoff. I want to mention real something real quick about Thrawn because we didn't talk about this, mm-hmm. uh, but since our last show, there was this major, major report on Thrawn. We don't know if it's true or not, but this was, um, was this uh, who was it? Um, Daniel RPK, right? Daniel RPK like dropping a lot of stuff, yeah. and uh, someone else, like another what was it? Pirates and something, no, some know. some some other outlet. I don't remember the name. But they came out with this, I mean, massive scoop, if it's true. It's, I have put it with a massive grain of salt. <laughs> if it's true, that's the biggest thing. It's, it's just as big as everything that was announced at the Disney Investor Day. Right. But they, they, Dave RPK is, is, is saying that John Favreau, obviously director of Lion King, director of Iron Man, plays Happy in Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, and obviously... Is currently heading up this Star Wars, um, Mandalorian verse. They said that John he said he said that John Favreau wants Grand Admiral Thrawn to be played by John Favreau's good old buddy Robert Downey Jr. 
<laughs> and that they're in discussions. I yeah, it I seems kept, like I kept seeing this yeah stuff about that. Yeah, it seems like nonsense. Just because I mean, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. But again, like when you hear like just in general, like you hear report Robert Downey Jr. to play Grand Admiral Thrawn, you're like, all right, that's fake. But you throw in the fact that John Favreau is the guy who's doing it, and we see how big the Mandalorian was. And they put they they put Luke Skywalker in, it. and these were the conversations. Right. These were the conversations we were having after Episode One or Season One, rather, of the Mandalorian. We were like, there yeah, was, one. yeah, all right. Uh, there were reports, and there there was there was word that like, yeah, like Disney's gonna kind of open up the 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 chest a little bit, the chest mm-hmm. of toys for Favreau Filoni to work with. There was there was, there was a little bit of talk about that, and we talked about it on the show plenty about what does that mean. Does that mean, like, you could get Luke Skywalker? Or does that mean, like, you know, you can right. get Ahsoka Tano? We kind of assumed uh, it probably means Ahsoka Tano. I don't know about Luke Skywalker. That seems like, I, I don't know if they did Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian. And they did both of them. Yeah. They did him. They did Boba Fett. <laughs> I mean, they did yeah. Bo-Katan. They, so, using that model, now, of course, they didn't cast anybody to play Luke Skywalker, anybody of uh, any household name to play Luke Skywalker. They did cast Rosario Dawson to play Ahsoka, which is a really big get. It's not Robert Downey Jr., but still a really big get. Right. Is it possible that, given the success of season two, which The Mandalorian was the most watched streaming show of 2020, is there a chance the first time a non-Netflix series has gotten that uh, gotten that uh, award or gotten that title uh, from Nielsen uh, in terms of ratings, is there a chance that maybe Disney's now opening up the checkbook? Saying we're bringing Downey and Don- Downey, of course, we think of him as Iron Man. He makes you know eighty million to do one Marvel movie <laughs> type stuff, but he'll, he'll also do like a Doolittle type movie. Right. So it's not out. It's not like oh, I'm too big to do. Right. You know, Thrawn. Like if he really wants to do the character and he has a good relationship with Favreau, you know, I'm sure he would consider it. That's true. That's something to consider. Do you a- think? And that- I. Oh well, what are you well, I was gonna ask. You know, obviously, we don't know if if that's if that would happen. But would you even be interested? And a Robert Downey Jr., do you feel like that's that's kind of fan casting stuff, but it doesn't actually make sense for the Grand Admiral Thrawn character? Um, I would be interested, and and I and I believe I even told you this before. I mean, Thrawn, you know, it's just you know, take a white guy and put blue makeup on him, give him red eyes. <laughs> I mean, is there's nothing there other nothing else that's really and he's clean shaven. That's it. There's nothing else from a visual standpoint. Yeah, there's nothing else from a visual standpoint that would prevent. You know, really anybody, and he's you know has is in decent physical shape. Right, right, right. But that's that's really those are the only requirements. Those are the only requirements to play Thrawn, and he has a Thrawn voice that was in Kevin James can't play. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, not for Kevin James, Uh, or maybe I don't know if you lose weight. But um, but yeah, I mean, those are the only requirements. That's it. Outside of that, anybody can play Thrawn. Uh, So. Yeah, I think Robert Downey. I think he has the acting chops to play Thrawn for sure. Right. Um, That's the kind of household name that would make that would that would because we talked about it. We talked about it when we talked about the High Republic. Thrawn, despite being despite not being in any movies, any video games, any cartoons prior to Rebels, like was a larger than life figure in the Star Wars community mm-hmm. through just his novels. Yeah. Yep. Written by Timothy Zahn. And when he was introduced in Star Wars Rebels, when he was when they introduced him at Star Wars Celebration for season three of Star Wars Rebels, 
Um, I mean, there were people with tears in their eyes. Yeah, people were crying. People just, were crying. Just, just lose, just completely, just falling apart <laughs> at the sight of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Just hearing the, the even voice, the, even the hints of Thrawn. Yeah, even before he came on screen, people were just falling apart, just falling to pieces. <laughs> Similar to the Luke reveal. Yeah, I mean, like that, people just falling yes, apart. Yes, the same reaction. If you've seen reactions to the Luke Skywalker entrance in the Mandalorian. People had that same reaction to Grand Admiral Thrawn's debut in Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon. So that's the kind of energy that we're talking about with Grand Admiral Thrawn. And when his name is dropped in, I mean, when his name was dropped in The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5, the only, that got the most reaction out of us outside of the Luke reference. Like, me and Shamari watched every episode together, and when... Like the the Luke the, the I mean the Luke reveal was like nuts. We lost our minds when, when we saw the, the the you know the 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 ship come in and you're like oh man who is this right. you know you're jumping off the top of your, you're jumping off the the edge of your seat. But when when Rosario Dawson Ahsoka's her Ahsoka name drops Grand Admiral Thrawn, you're losing. I mean we were like what? <laughs> Completely unexpected. Completely unexpected out of nowhere. So that's the kind of character we're talking about. So if Robert Downey Jr. is playing. Thrawn, then yes, this is a this is a big deal. That may be the, he, that may be the biggest. Um, yeah, you know if that's true, like I said, it might be bigger than anything that Kennedy announced. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was gonna say that if that's true, you know that I mean at that point we're talking about it. You know, is Thrawn the future of, of like yeah, like Star Wars right now? I mean, they talked about of, like movies or they, they talked about how they think that this all the stuff could lead to a movie, uh, Kessel Run's transmission, Kessel Run transmission. If that's true, in the grand, I mean, Downey's playing Thrawn, then I would imagine that yeah, movies could could and spinoffs could be in the works. And again, Thrawn is that big of a character, and he's that important of a character. Now, look, I think there are better castings out there than Robert Downey Jr. Right. You know, I think Michael Fassbender would be a better Grand Admiral Thrawn. I think mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch would be a better Grand Admiral Thrawn. But yeah. none of them. I mean, as big as any, as big as all of them are, you know, people talked about Lars Mikkelsen. You know, yeah. obviously he played him in, in Rebels. Yeah. Uh, in There's the, this one guy from the Man in the High Castle, one of the one of the German like generals. Yeah, I've seen some people casting him as Thrawn, right. saying he would be a good and I, and I agree. I was like, well, yeah, that's. I think, that's um, yeah, I think the, I think the guy from uh, I don't remember his, uh, the name is escaping me, but the guy from uh, who played Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Oh, P. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Um, uh, he has, his name's hard to pronounce, so it's like yeah, forgetting yeah, it now. Yeah, I don't know, I forget his name. But. Um, but but I think he would be a good Thrawn. Like he would, he has that presence that would be really good. Downey, it's so tough because Downey in his life. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, Killian Murphy. Yeah, Killian Murphy. <laughs> I knew it was something Murphy. Yeah. But um, like Downey has become Tony Stark so much that like not to say that he couldn't make the transformation, but. There, there are people that I could see with much closer, like, with, with much closer ties to have, you know, who have played, played characters that are more like Grand Admiral Thrawn than yeah. than Robert Downey. Um, yeah. But in terms of name, like, none of them bring the bring the instant star appeal that Downey does. Yeah, and and there's a and part of the appeal of Thrawn is his character. Yes, and you know, um, it's a bit of uh, him and and uh, Pelion in the original in the books in the original novels had almost like a Sherlock Holmes Watson appeal and Downey already played Sherlock Holmes interesting yeah so I mean look you have that there 
And he did a great job playing. I loved his Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I thought he did a great job in Sherlock, as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And again, like you mentioned, Benedict Cumberbatch already. He also played Sherlock Holmes. Right. And did a good job. They may be looking Holmes. at that and saying, yeah, don't look at Tony Stark. Look at Sherlock Holmes. And say, right. Yes. And, see, and you may be able to see a little bit of Grand Animal Thrawn in there. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. This like you said, the blue very... paint. I also, I mean, Downey's a little older now. That's the other thing. You know, how long? And now, if he's playing Thrawn in Rebels, he's got to be older. Right. So... That's, there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're getting any flashbacks or anything, he's gonna, you know, you can't, you, you can't be Grant, you, you can't play him, or they have yeah. to age him. I mean, I'm willing to. I mean, I, I, I think that there, there can be some, some. The, there's a possibility that there's some legitimacy to the rumor because they're giving Thrawn a lot of novels. <laughs> yes. I notice they gave him his trilogy. Yes. And then they're giving now giving him another trilogy yes. of him that has nothing to do with modern star wars yeah just has nothing to do it's all pre <laughs> original star wars he doesn't interact with any original star wars characters yes. except anakin once which was very interesting but but it's all like it has nothing to do with anything going on with the skywalkers or anything like that and if if you're lucas film and let's say you're kathleen kennedy and let's say after the rise of skywalker you, you you have a you have a board meeting with the top heads of Lucasfilm. You're like, all right, we are as a company too divided as a fan base as a community. Um, there's too many people that either love us or hate us after the last guy after the rise Skywalker and the Last Jedi. How do we like unify the How do we unify the base? And they did it with the Mandalorian, and then they did it with uh, announcing Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Those were the two things. Obi Wan's easy thing, like, oh, you just do an Obi Wan show, and yes, everyone's going to be excited. But the other character outside of Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi, that is universally loved by both original trilogy and prequel trilogy characters, people. I would say maybe universally because he's not as known as Ewan McGregor. But I don't think anybody's like, yo, Thrawn's a terrible character. It's Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like Grand Admiral Thrawn is is not as known as as Obi Wan, obviously. But for the people that do, everyone loves Grand Admiral Thrawn. Everyone that knows him knows that that character is, is, is incredible. So I could see them saying pushing, making a push to Grand Admiral Thrawn is not controversial in, in the slightest. Yeah, I could see that. And as investing well. in that character is worth it. Yeah. Like they've invested in, in Ahsoka. They've invested in The Mandalorian. I could see them investing in, uh, in Thrawn as well. And it makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, we'll we'll see how he does, and you know, in uh, <laughs> Robert Downey, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Well, I mean, I we'll see know. how he does. I'm like, wow, I mean, we'll gone. see. I mean, I think we're gonna see uh, him in Ahsoka. So yes, we will. So we'll see. That's that's who, yeah, that's, that's gonna be the test. That will absolutely 100 percent be the test. I wouldn't be surprised if before Ahsoka launched, we started hearing about you know other Thrawn properties. If like it tests, if it tests well, if they test, if in their screen tests, people love Thrawn, I wouldn't be surprised if we started hearing rumors about, like uh, more rumors about this stuff. Um, but all right, so before we close out the show, we do have uh, one last topic to go through. So I know Kendall, you had shown me uh, some images of uh, yes. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So uh, obviously at uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, we had had the announcement. Um, I don't even remember. Was it 2019? 
It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah you I know, think it was. I don't know if it was 2020. It was, we forget now. Because I think it was 2019. There was yeah. nothing in 2020. Yeah, we didn't, yeah nothing yeah, happened. The only thing they were talking about Galaxy's Edge was, you know, I don't know. Was how it was shut, shut down. Shut down. And, <laughs> and, you know, furloughs and stuff. No one can go there. Yeah. Um, but finally, we're getting some, some reveals and some announcements regarding Galaxy's Edge. Um, because, obviously, Star Wars is opening up their uh, their hotel. Um, they're calling it the uh, what the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. Yes. Um, and they're, they've finally revealed uh, some of the rooms at the at the hotel. Um, and you know there have been some jokes out there that you know some of these uh, some of these hotel cabins, these bunk beds. You know, I mean, look, say what you want. I mean, it looks like Star Wars. Um, you know, they definitely have done a good job of making the the appearance that you are in like you know a ship um but it looks a little tight it looks a little cramped you know people are making the claustrophobia jokes <laughs> you know don't go there if you have claustrophobia you know we've already had the discussion on this podcast that like i mean you know is that an is that an experience that would be a little too immersive if you're doing like a two night cuz i believe it's like a two night stay at the max that you can do you're doing a two night stay at that at that place, and you're also like you can't, like I mean I'm assuming you can leave, but like you're 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 going you're going from there, then you're taking a pod to Galaxy's Edge, you know like is that a little too much? Um, is that a little too much Star Wars for one day? <laughs> you know sometimes you go to an amusement park, I uh, you know you go to Disney World. I don't want to like I don't want Mickey Mouse following me all everywhere I go. Sometimes I want to leave. And be able to go to go to a, a regular fast food place, or uh, go to another you know kind of tourist destination in the in this in the city. So mm-hmm. that's what people are asking. But what did you make of these rooms that they've uh, debuted? Uh, the master bed. I'm looking at the image right now. Yes. Uh, the master bed looks fairly comfortable. I like the design. <laughs> right. It, you know, it looks like a, a regular bed. Right. You know, it looks like they have, like, the whatever screen, I guess, TV. I don't know. It's showing a bunch of charts and stuff, which right. I, I'm sure you could hopefully change the channel on <laughs> it. Um, but, you know, they have, you know, the TV and stuff. So that looks fairly comfortable, but it's very small. I mean, I I mean, just looking at this, it's a very, this is a tiny, this is a tiny room. I don't know if they have any suites. You know, and I'm not, you know, Mr. Bougie, yeah. like, oh, I need, I need, you know, this is way too small. Smart, I can't live you, here. You know, those, uh, those NBA players that when they got to the bubble, they were like, oh, there's a hotel in. And people were like, you know, hold, or uh, Holiday Inn, or this is a uh, motel, that's what they call it. They it was a Motel like, 6. Motel 6. Where <laughs> John Rondo no. got to the Disney, the, the Disney resort. I was like, oh, I guess we're in a Motel 6, huh? And I was like, no. okay, relax. Yeah, I mean, something like this, and I'm, I'm looking at one of the other uh, views, maybe some bigger views. Something like this is probably more, because uh, they have some some things where it looks a little bigger. <laughs> and that's like, like a, just a little more spacious. Yeah, that's a graphic, you know? I like yeah, that's the, more of a graphic. Yeah, yeah the, the concept art, like, did it come out that way? I don't know. Did yeah, they decide in the, the in, in the planning, like, oh, we got to shrink that yeah, a Because I'm looking at some of these graphics now, and I know you guys can't see it, but, I mean, uh, the graphics look a little better, where they're a little more spacious, a little more room, um, you know... Uh, and look, I'm all for immersion. I'm all for feeling like you're in Star Wars, even in, even in Star Wars, the shows, yeah. the movies, the books, all of it. Their rooms look very small and cramped. Yeah, you know, do people yeah. want to stay in those rooms? We gotta we gotta bring on uh, uh, EJ. 
uh, from uh, obviously uh, host of uh, Hero Talk and Sports and Talk. Sports Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been to Galaxy's Edge. Has he? Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> we we were three. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, we got we got to ask him how do, how does he feel about you know, how know. would he feel about uh this kind of uh in, this kind of immersion? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we got to ask him. You know, um you to see if you go to Galaxy's Edge like do you feel like, you know, all right, I already got enough Star Wars or you know, was it not enough Star Wars? Cuz that's that's the thing. Some people may feel like ah, kind of wish that there was a little longer of an experience, there was a little yeah. more there. Yeah. I haven't heard that. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I would not, just looking at the, 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 what are the, the rooms that they show, <laughs> geez, that's going to be good. I mean, the good yeah, I got to pull up the prices. I'm like, I mean, if it's more expensive, I would imagine it's more expensive than less. They're not going to make that a cheaper option because then everybody would do it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, these, these are small rooms. I mean, I can't, the rooms are small and those little cubby, those little bunks. Yeah. Those are tiny. Yeah, those are like for little kids. Those are tiny. <laughs> Anybody, anyone, any anyone above the age of seven, I would say, probably shouldn't be sleeping in that. You know, I'd be like, no, you just sleep on the bed. You'll just scoot over a little bit, give you a little more space. But I mean, those are like those are really tiny spaces, and they're very cramped. You know, it's kind of like throwing them in a in a in a cupboard almost. So I don't know. So yeah, the, the prices. Oh, yeah, geez. I don't. I don't. So, granted, I don't know the normal price for this, for these kinds of two night uh, hotel prices, but for one person, one cat for one person, uh, it's three thousand three hundred dollars for two nights. <laughs> for two nights, who in their right mind would do that? And a cabin with five passengers, which I would imagine maybe is the bigger, probably the bigger, the bigger spacious. kind of suite kind of looking thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is estimated around seven thousand two hundred dollars. <laughs> wow! I mean, they're gonna be. I don't know who's gonna be staying there. That's totally not worth it. Yeah, I. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That would have to come with something. It couldn't just be that. There would have to be something else. And I don't even know what they could do that would make paying that much. Is that is that more than like the park? Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. That's yeah. way more than the park. Why would why would anyone do that? Yeah, that's like that's like a pass. That's yeah, like a that's like a year. That's pass. like a, almost like, like a multi year yeah. pass. Yeah, Disney Parks pass. Seven thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone. Say. Yeah, I don't think anyone. That's a luxury. Right I mean, that's one of those things where it's like no normal person. Just yeah, no normal person. Not for this small room. Yeah. <laughs> it would have to be like a whole oh like yeah. you'd have to have like unfettered access to like everything <laughs> in the hotel. <laughs> you know? So yeah, so nah, that, that doesn't make any sense. But I mean just in, in judging the design itself, the right. price the aside, design, like yeah, it's nice. It looks know? fine. It's very cramped. Uh so that's just our our little side little yeah. aside on the Disney Disney parks uh, kind of galaxy's edge. Do you think that there are people experience? in the world that have rooms like that? Like, obviously, they'd have to be really rich and be able to, you know, like, you're, you know, we obviously grew up watching. Yeah. I mean, I'm makeover, sure. home edition <laughs> type stuff. Do we do we think that they've, uh, do we think there are people who have crafted their rooms to almost look like, you know, Star Wars? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yep. I, 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 one of the uh, gaming, I think one of the people that worked on uh, Squadron said they, they made their garage look like a, like a Starfighter. <laughs> wow. Yeah, which uh, you know, or they, like they, that's why they were working on the games because they spent so much time yeah. like, obsessing. Yeah, I remember. Over, yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal with with with, uh, with with 
squadrons was that a lot of people working on the game talked about how they were Star Wars fans. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that there's people out there that were willing to take the time and money. And there's probably people that are not, like, very wealthy. Yeah, some people... That's, that, that spent a lot of their life, time and money. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> Like, making their, their rooms look like and feel like they're in Star Wars. And probably is it's probably less expensive than you think, honestly. If you really like really wanted to have your room look and feel like that. Uh but all right. I mean that really that I think that uh, just about does it for this show. Uh so we had a, a, a decent amount of stuff to talk about. Um we'll have more to talk about uh next time. I'm gonna make my way through Light of the Jedi. Uh because it's so uh I've heard mostly good things i've very, heard uh, very few very bad things about it and charles soul is uh, so far from what i've read i very much enjoy the book i would not be surprised if i finished it before um uh, before our next show so you guys uh, will have that to look forward to I'll, i'm thinking i'll more than likely have the review uh ready uh for our next show um so there'll be that uh we don't have any more shows to review now that mandalorian is uh uh, is done, uh, so we'll just be paying attention to uh, whatever other news uh, pieces of news drop, and we'll have that for you guys. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. I'm your host Shimari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.